Welcome to the Shattered Order Podcast with your hosts, Goodnight Punk and Windkiller Inc. This week we talk about the update that increased the level cap, go over the new raid details, give some tips for newer players, go over our arena teams, and about modding some specific tunes. Hey everyone, welcome to episode 18 of the Shattered Order Podcast. As you can probably tell already, I am not the usual host. Dan is not going to be with us this week. Uh, instead, it's me, Wink, taking over the hosting duties, but I've got a special guest. Eric, how you doing? Good. Good, Wink. Thanks for having me, man. Yeah, thanks for coming on. Uh, Eric is a member of our guild, and so I asked him to come on the podcast and kind of help me run through this thing this week. Uh, so we'll get a little bit different views than we normally do. Sound good? Yeah, sounds great. Sounds great, Wayne. All right. Well, uh, as many of you guys know, there was a level cap increase this past week. Uh, finally upped it to level 58. Uh, you know, we've been stuck at level 80 since like April, I believe. So it's kind of nice to actually be spending energy and, Working towards something. What do you think about it so far? Yeah. I think I think it's great, Wink. Um, yeah, I don't know if it's level fifty-eight. It might be eighty-five, but I said if 58, it's fifty-eight, yeah. then I've yeah. already I've already <laughs> passed the cap. I'm dyslexic. Uh, no, actually, to, right? No, to tell you the truth, um, uh, when we got the announcement for it, I I wasn't that excited. Uh, but actually, now that we're in it. And I'm actually grinding through some uh, gear uh, for some of my higher level tunes. Now, actually, I feel it feels like the grind actually has some residual value that it didn't have before. So, although I'm not excited about the the amount of time it'll take us and and how it's kind of like a race um, to upgrade your arena tunes and stuff like that, I do feel like the work that I'm doing now has more value than just you know for that piece of gear and all the other things that drop with that piece of gear are kind of something that doesn't really matter to to where i'm at in the game right now yeah i completely agree that's a really good point uh i know i was kind of to the point where i was about ready to just start buying gear with crystals and whenever i heard about the update i was like well rather than doing that you know i'm going to save all my crystals and start farming gear with it so that's kind of nice it's been a little bit of a change of pace from kind of what i've been doing here recently so, uh, plus, we're about to be getting some new stuff that we're about to get into. But first, yeah, um, yeah. so as most people probably know, it's 16,400 experience to go from level 80 to level 81. And then for each additional level past that, it increases by 1,000 XP. So, you know, 17,400, 18,400, etc. up to level 85. And then, uh, as far as credits, uh, you know, as we've been in a little bit of a credit crunch, but hasn't been quite as bad here lately, it seems like, with the challenges that they gave us. But I guess we've kind of figured out why they gave us those challenges. Um, it's about 300,000 to level a tune from just level 80 to level 81. And it's approximately 1.6 million to take a tune from level 80 to level 85. So what do you think? Uh, is that a little too much or is that kind of about what you expected it would be? 
Actually, it's it's a little less than I expected to be. And I don't know if they've just trained us now as we move from the level like from level cap 60 to 70 and and then to 80. Like, I don't know if it was just like a perception that I had, but I just thought it would keep getting exponentially larger. And so actually and you know me, I'm conservative. I save more credits than probably most of the people in our guild. You're insanely I actually conservative. Even yes, even even with my hoarding, I I didn't think that I would have enough credits to level up like my even maybe my arena team. So although this seems a lot, like you said, with the new the credit heist, uh, even just the past couple of days, the double uh, double drops in uh, Galaxy Wars, like it's 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 significant. Um, especially when you think about taking a t- like a new tune from one to eighty five, but for our existing like A team uh, or A and B teams, it's I mean it, you know it's it's not that bad. Yeah, I definitely agree. And plus, I mean, so you probably get on average five million credits a week just from the credit heist, and then you figure uh, was it seven hundred thousand for each galactic war each day. So you're getting. I mean, a little bit shy of 10 million credits probably a week. I mean, that's going to be more than enough to level up your tunes as fast as you need to, considering it's probably going to take, you know, on average at least a week to maybe, you know, eight to nine days per level. So that's more than enough time to save up the credits and level up the characters that you need to as you go. So I, I agree. I think it may be a little more depending on whether you're free to play or uh, yeah. where you're ranked in arena. Um, like you and I were talking about before the podcast, if you do well in arena, you're obviously making more crystals, which lets you kind of spend a little more when it comes to refreshes. But yeah. I think you're right. I think with the kind of the gate, that's just how long it takes to acquire the experience. It's not going to seem as monumental if because a lot of us, I think, because we haven't had a level cap for, I think you said in the last podcast since March, I think a lot of us automatically are just like, oh, okay, to get to 85, it's going to cost X amount of credits. And I have 27, you know, yeah. seven star tunes that I, that I care about. And so it seemed, seemed like a, seemed like a monumental figure, but when you break it down, like how you just broke it down, you're right. Uh, with the resources that we get weekly, um, it's actually probably not going to be that bad. There's still going to be a crunch because I think, and I know we'll get into this, but the thing uh, that I'm obviously going to be asking some of my friends like you, Wink, um, as the weeks progress, as we lead into, you know, this, this next stage is what tunes are viable. Is there going to be a shift? Because all my MVPs, I don't know if those are going to be the tunes that I'm really going to want to focus on. And then as it pertains to the new raid too, yeah, that, so. that's a good point. Um, that kind of leads leads us right into our next point is all these new gear levels. Um, so everybody gets new gear, but the characters that are already at gear uh, level 11, they're not going right. to expand to the next gear level. So, But all the tunes that were behind at gear level 10, they'll all get to gear 11. So all tunes will now be at gear 11, uh, how much gear they actually have in gear 11 will vary tune to tune, but um, that's definitely going to change things because you're going to have tunes like, say, um, IG-88, who's actually going to gain some speed. 
he'll gain some more damage and he's going up a gear level so he's going to gain quite a bit of protection so somebody like him he's going to be a lot more viable so if you're already using him in arena and doing well with him you're going to be sitting in a really good spot versus like lando who only gains one piece of gear because he's already gear 11 actually michael that that's a great point that just you know just high level not to get too deep into it but if kind of we're kind of bringing the level the field up for everybody do you do you really think that that increase for say ig88 is going to is that protection and the, the extra speed that he gets do you think it's going to actually move him kind of ahead of some of the other tunes that that might have had an edge up on him depending on your mods obviously as opposed to you know other tunes like granted it seems like lando and some of the other tunes that are ready at at gear 11 probably won't get as much of a boost. And so I guess conceptually you could say other people are going to move up to their level. Yeah, pretty much. Um, and like I said, I, I mean, I think it kind of really depends on, you know, character to character exactly how that works. Yeah. But, um, you know, especially like uh, I'll keep using IG 88, for example, since I've been using him lately anyway, um, you know, that increase in protection and then you add the percentages if you're using protection mods on him. I mean, that just compounds even a little bit further. Um, and on top of that, he gains speed. So I think that's going to be one of the big things. Uh, I think there are 53 characters that are gaining more speed through this. Um, yeah. I know IG-88's one. Poe actually gains some more speed. Um there was a list on Reddit that saying we're not going to go through all the characters because that'd be boring just reading off names of characters. Um, I'll put the link to that uh, Reddit article in the show notes and y'all can jump on there and find that and go through and read and see exactly how much each character gains and everything. But I definitely think it'll level out the playing field, you know, given making some of those other characters a little bit more tanky, uh, raise another one she's gonna have a little bit more protection a little bit more damage um so it may bring some of these other characters back into the fold where they've kind of been out due to this aoe meta right and and that actually scares me in terms of uh droid teams because you know and we'll get into it later on i don't i don't run a droid team i like them i have some decent ones in my b account but um that scares me because right now I felt like we were kind of moving away from the droid meta. They're still in the top 10 of my arena. There's still droid teams that I can't beat. Um, but now thinking about droid teams that are a little faster with a little more, dif- like, you know, a little more tanky, that, that just makes me cringe. Yeah. That's, that's true. I mean, um, it'll be interesting to see what happens. It'll be a while before all this pans out, you know, because, I mean, yeah. People, you're gonna have to go up levels, and I know several characters. Uh, they don't actually get the gear until like level 83 to make them jump the gear level. So right. it's gonna be a few right. weeks before this really kind of starts to level out and start changing a lot. I think. Um, I think until that point, it will kind of stay mostly the same. But time will tell. I agree. Well, we, well, we saw in the forum. Um, was it today or yesterday? It might have been today that we now have our first the first player at level 81. And one of the things that I've been, I'd been thinking of, and you and I talked about it a little bit the past couple of days, but is the fact that does it benefit, does it benefit somebody to spend that extra money, spend extra crystals to try and get ahead 
even marginally, um, just as it pertains to arena, right? Yeah. So if you're level 81 and you can upgrade your tunes and you get that marginal increase in some of their stats, is that going to pay dividends if you can kind of stay ahead of the pack a little bit? Yeah. Well, one thing that I'm going to do is uh, when I hit level 81, I'm probably not going to level my tunes up to level 81. I'm probably going to save the credits and just level them to the gear level once I have the gear. Um, unless I really start falling behind and it's I need it or something. But... Uh, I like to save the currency and just take them, you know, to whatever level they need to get to the next gear level. That's typically how I like to do it. Uh, I don't know how effective that'll be, but. Well, if you, uh, if you have the resources and you feel you need to move, that's better than moving early and then not being able to level up somebody else. It suddenly becomes viable. But the yeah. funny thing is that makes me think of that new notification in game. Because basically what it made me realize is I do not level up and gear up my tunes at like a, any regular pace. And like when we see our guild and the activity that's going on, it's constantly, you know, wink, just, you know, up, up you know, at yeah. leveled up tune X or added gear. And I, I never thought anybody was that active. I always like did what you did. I'll save up the gear pieces. And then when I have enough to level them up to the next level then i do it all at once yeah well and also when somebody unlocks a character going up the first few gear levels goes quick or (laughs) stuff like that Um, but one other thing i was going to say is i think the bigger advantage from leveling up quicker is going to come from being able to do the challenges before everybody i've been trying to level up as fast as i can but it does not look like i'm going to make it to level 81 by sunday so i'm not going to get to take advantage of you know, uh, all those. Yeah. Yeah. Doing those extra challenges to get that gear. So anyone that is there, you know, is probably going to have say 20 pieces, you know, 15 to 20 pieces of those gear that I'm not going to have. So they're going to already be ahead there. And I think that's probably where the bigger advantage is going to come in, especially in the next few weeks. Do you think that those new gold uh, gear pieces will drop at like two to five, like we've seen with the other pieces? Uh, or do you think it may be a like, smaller percentage? Man, I don't know. I, I really hope they don't make it worse. I mean, stun cuffs are bad enough as is. And, and yeah. considering that a lot of this gear has stuff like stun cuffs and hollow projectors in it, I, I kind of think they'll keep it the same. Or maybe that's just wishful thinking. I guess we'll see. <laughs> I, w- I was kind of surprised that none of the stuff that we've all been farming so diligently lately, like exactly like stun guns, stun cuffs, I was surprised that some of that stuff didn't make it into the challenges and then some of this gold gear be the new quote-unquote raid gear, which we know some of it is going to be exclusive to the new raid. But I really thought that like all of a sudden everything that we've been spending resources on, like you today, cuffs, I thought that that would be maybe level 81 or 83 in the new challenge that it would just appear. You know, I thought that it would be, I didn't think they'd jump a gear level. That's all I thought. Yeah. I kind of thought the same thing. I mean, I, I really thought that they would probably make a little bit of that gear more accessible to us, uh, to help us kind of get to the new gear a little bit quicker. And especially considering that so much of the new gear uses that stuff that's hard to get, but it's going to be a, it's going to be a whole new type of, farming i mean there's gonna be uh i mean you'll be missing the days of just having to farm stun cuffs no doubt (laughs) do you remember when we only needed 50 stun cuffs and 50 stun guns oh i know those are gonna be the good old days yeah 
well, um, so something else is with the new challenges, they all open up to a new level. Um, the agility, strength, and intelligence, they offer up new gear. Uh, the cr- Bounty Hunter, it offers up more credits. I think it goes to like 103,000, something along those lines. The Training Droids nice. Challenge uh, offers up you know, better training droids. The Ability Mat Challenge uh, is finally going to offer up Omegas, so that's super exciting. That's probably my favorite part. Um, and you'll finally be able to get Omegas in the Cantina also in that new level yeah. 8 that'll be opening up when you hit level 83. Yeah, that'd be great. I think you you mentioned this before, and, and I wonder if there's any credence to that speculation that we've been talking about of being like there being a new ability mat type. Uh, and now whatever replaces Omegas as the rare type, and, and maybe we won't see it at 85. Maybe we'll see it at the next level cap at 90 or something like that. Yeah. But Well, uh I know in the original post they said that there would be, you know, new abilities, but they came back, edited that out, and said there wouldn't be new abilities, yeah. that that was going to be in right. a future update. So it appears that that is something that they're already thinking about. And if I remember correctly, um, I believe it was SWGOH.GG, they had uh, something regarding, like, additional abilities for some characters in the last update, and then it got removed, I guess, from... Uh, the uh, the data in the game. So I think it's something that they've already been thinking about and kind of planning towards, but I bet they're waiting until, you know, level 90 or something along those lines. I agree. And, you know, I've actually, as the releases, as we've gotten more mature with the game, I've actually started, like, feeling, like, a little bit of sympathy for... Uh, QA and and even just their development team because as there it starts each tune starts to become more complex with different levels and different abilities and then uh, you know the different changes in the game with the different areas like the new raid and stuff like that it must get exponentially harder you know making sure that adding a new leader ability to HK uh, like what what impact that has beyond just the character itself yep. Uh, so I'm sure that the QA guys drink a lot of coffee and are probably really stressed <laughs> out and don't hear thank you enough, right? Yeah, I, I completely agree with you. I mean, and I mean, if you just talk about the complexity of adding in a new character, I mean, it changes the right. way you can use everybody if even one team in arena is using it, you know? So there's definitely a lot to consider. I'm just glad I'm not one of the people that has to make those decisions. Right, right. Yeah, we all thought short, uh, you know, short trooper would be like a game changer, and I'm not saying he's not going to be, because uh, obviously he's not prevalent enough. I know yep. a couple of guys in our um, in our guild have him at three. I think I have a three star, not leveled up, but I think a couple of people have. I don't know if anybody has a four star, um, but like I think you really need to have him at a much higher star level to be really viable. I know we've seen yeah. some screen captures of seven star in, in arena, but we haven't heard too many nightmare stories yet. There was that Russian guy who, who got a seven star one who posted a bunch of videos. And I think it kind of alleviated a lot of fears because everybody thought he was going to totally upset the meta. Right. Yeah. Well, and he could still be interesting, like uh, with a fast stormtrooper Han or something, like if you can get him, so he taunts early, 
which is kind of anti-Han Solo. But if you can get him back around for his next taunt to put, um, you know, uh, remove the ability for somebody to land a critical hit, I mean, right. that that would be pretty good if you can get him to go earlier. But I think that's the only way he would really be all that good. Uh, but who knows? I guess we'll Actually, see. Yeah. Interestingly enough, I, I want to give a small shout out to Gig in our guild. Um, he's always really great about sharing tunes. And so he has a level 80 three-star uh, short trooper that I've played with a bunch of times. And and, and the taunt, the auto taunt stuff is cool. The only thing I've been disappointed in so far um, is just his damage output. Now, I, yeah. that's probably a good thing. I mean, if he had a massive damage output, then he'd be maybe the next Sunfac, who I hate fighting in arena anyways, so... You know, I just thought about this. Uh, something you said made me think of this. I bet Short Trooper would be really good in Galactic War because uh, you yeah. instantly open up with somebody already taunting. Yeah. So that that could be a really good use for him. Uh, He'd be that guy you burn in no nine, right? Yeah, exactly. Uh, all right. Um, so with the update, there's also new gear levels, as we mentioned cantina opens up at level 83 we're also getting new light side battles that open up at level 82 and new dark side battles that open up at level 85 uh, i think it's good that they staggered it by the way yeah i, completely I, I, don't, agree. I can't remember if last time it, it all opened up at a certain level i, I mean when mm-hmm. i think back i don't remember clearly but yeah and it's not the it's not the awesome chocolate caliente spiteful beer that I'm drinking right now. Um, but for some reason I, I, I thought it all opened up once you hit a certain level. So I kind of like how they staggered it because it will give, essentially it gives you an opportunity to kind of like focus, focus for a short period of time as you move up levels. Right. Yeah. And with a making it 82, it gives you, you know, at least a couple of weeks to kind of farm the stuff you need for this new gear before you get to right. the point where you're wanting to complete all these new battles and all that stuff too. Um, so there was something, uh, we're recording Friday evening and uh, there was something that was released today regarding the new tank takedown raid. Did you see that? I, I did. I did. And you know, funny, I have a later uh, arena payout than most of you guys. Cause I live in California, even though I'm on the East Coast right now visiting some family. But I saw a lot of people were actually locked out of their arena payout. Uh, I don't know. Were you impacted by that? No, I wasn't. Uh, The service came back online about 20, 30 minutes before my payout. Saved by the bell. Yeah, no kidding. Actually, your team is good on defense, so I'm sure you weren't sweating it too bad. But I really... Because then, then, uh, was it Jesse uh, or his alter ego who posted... The, the information so i think i don't know if they just put it unactivated as they keep pushing out these patches and preparing us and getting the data into our into our clients or into the game yep but uh i think it's really close yeah I, um, it could very well be this next week um they haven't said anything yeah uh but just a public service announcement uh pay <laughs> right. attention to when it does because as they've said before they will fill up everybody's uh, currency to open yep. new raids. So you want to make sure that you burn all of your currency, you know, before they actually do that. And that'll, 
I'm assuming it'll probably be announced sometime this week exactly when that'll be. So, on this new raid, they gave us a bunch of information. Most of the stuff that we've been wanting to know for a while, they finally spilled the beans on. So, as I already announced, there's going to be two tiers. There's going to be your normal difficulty and the heroic difficulty. Um, our normal difficulty is going to require six star or higher characters. The roster will refresh daily, just like the Rancor tier six. You'll have five daily attempts, and it's going to cost 55,000 uh, tickets to start. And it is intended for level 80, gear level eight, with the MK5 mods. So my uh, wink was it was it just gear level eight? Yes, just gear level eight for tier one. I was, I was actually surprised. I I thought that they were going to block us, and I don't mean this in a negative way, but I thought they were going to block us for the heroic tier mm-hmm. uh, and require, or at least I, I I didn't think that they would prevent us from being able to do it, but I thought that the requirements that they were going to suggest were going to be as as it pertains to like the new level cap, I, maybe 83. I didn't think, cause it sounds like now when they drop the new raid drops in the next week or so, and you know me, I don't know if I'm no Sir Thomas. Uh, I'm sometimes good at guessing this. I would, I would, even though it's out of turn for us, I would probably raid Monday in the event that the, well, I, we might be okay on Tuesday as long as it's before 4 PM PS uh, Pacific uh, standard time. But, um, I would have thought that that the requirements or what they would suggest would be higher than where a lot of us are now for the heroic tier of the new raid. Yeah, I thought the same thing. My only thought would be um, the fact that they actually do put in the fact that they have MK5 mods because, you know, there's a significant difference between, you know, like the MK3 mods and the 5. So I think that definitely affects things and also the fact that that they're recommending it for gear level 10 will allow you to kind of get like those Jawas and Dacha or not Dacha, um, Ugnaught and some of those other less <laughs> used character. Ugnaught. What I said? I, I don't no, know. You said Ugnaught. I oh, was just laughing I? at Ugnaught. Okay. <laughs> He's MVP the past couple of days with everybody upgrade him. I'm the only one I who know. doesn't have him. Yeah. Uh, I've got him like two star and that's like, that's it. So, uh, I really think that that's part of the reason why they did this because I kind of have a feeling that those characters are going to be so good in this raid that everyone else probably going to have to be gear 11 if you're not getting that bonus synergy because that's one thing that they mention is the bonus synergy. Um, yeah. And on the heroic raid, it is required that they all be seven stars. You never get the roster refresh. You have the unlimited right. daily attempts, and the launch cost is 60,000 tickets. So basically, not, heroic not, not is unlimited. the exact same. Yeah, but not unlimited for heroic. It's that one, one time you go and, and you're done, like the no refresh, right? No, uh, we, we just do that in the guild for simplicity's sake, but you can go as many times as you want uh, and retreat and... Oh. As long, yes, as long as you don't lose the tune. I'm sorry, I misunderstood. Yes, yes I got exactly. You. Yep. I may have not uh, phrased it correctly. But, uh, so that's basically the requirements. Um, and, uh, you know, the, gevel, the level 80 
gear level 10 MK5 mods. So it's, I have a feeling that this heroic is going to be quite a bit more difficult than the Rancor, um, as we'll find out here shortly. Uh, this is not set up a whole lot different, though. You still have four phases of the raid. Uh, phase one, you'll be going against General Grievous. General Grievous is going to be the main target. And then there will be three secondary targets. Two IG-100 Magna Guards and one B-2 Super Battle Droid. All in phase one. I'm not, I'm not too thrilled about the IG-100, especially if they're, if, you know, like at, at the higher levels, some of the droid teams that you fight that have, have that, that tune on it, they have that uh, retribution attribute, right? So when you attack oh, them, yeah. they attack back. I hate that. Uh, I'm more annoyed by the B2. I hate B2. It's <laughs> so frustrating. <laughs> um, At least his damage isn't really high. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, we'll see in the rain, obviously. But. Yeah, they're going to be uh, probably a pain to deal with anyway. Um, right. So once you clear phase one, you head into phase two. In phase two, it brings in the AAT tank. So your main target there is going to be the tank hull. And then you'll have secondary targets of the main turret, the left gun and the right gun. Um, it's not sure. We don't know yet exactly if, you know, one person taking out the left gun, if it kills the left gun for everybody or exactly how that works. I'll be curious to find out. Um, my guess, my guess, Michael, I don't, I'm sorry to interrupt. I no, don't think, I think that when you're in a particular phase, um, how far you get in that phase until you actually complete your run. I think that, you know, if you were to go into phase one and do 20 or 30% damage and you had knocked out the right turret or whatever, I could see that damage carrying through to the next person's run. But I think if we're all in the same like phase yeah. doing a run at one time, I think it's just going to be your individual experience. My initial feeling is that all the secondary targets will kind of be refreshed for each person that goes in. So you'll have to probably take out the turrets to keep them from attacking you, and then you'll attack the hull, and uh, the turrets will get up and going. They'll have like a refresh rate or something along those lines and come back online. That's my uh. guess, but I I have nothing telling me that or not so we'll see i mean that makes sense the only only concern that i have with that is based on the screen capture that they shared with us it does look like each of the individual cannons has a decent amount of life it's not like yeah say the, the door mechanism which is fairly easy to knock out um so we'll see but yeah that we shall and then so phase three uh, looks like the AAT tank is damaged. It's down. It's not doing much. But <laughs> they're repairing it. <laughs> they're exactly. They're in the middle of repairing it for. I'm assuming phase four. But the main target is going to be a rocket B2, and he is going to have with him three B1 battle droids and three B1 battle droid commanders. So there's actually going to be seven droids that you're attacking in phase three. That sounds like a perfect job for the Jawas. Yeah. 
a lot of people are going to want that rocket b2 droid yeah he looks super cool i'm watching a little video right now uh he so looks like I. a lot of fun yeah are your hey so just to take a quick pause i want to be mindful of time but are your jawas ready <sighs> kind of uh Dacha <laughs> is gear nine um my jawa is I think he's 40 out of 100 on shards. He's gear level 8. I could get him to 9 with not too much work. My Jawa Engineer is pretty much good to go. Um, I need to get Nebit up a little bit more. I I have all the Jawas at 7 star. Uh, I have en- Except for Jawa Engineer, I have enough shards for him. But the, they're all in like the 60s. Um, level wise gear level like yeah eight or nine it was just enough just to finish the challenge in three star and then i kind of stopped there yeah i went so ahead I and finished farming uh, but yeah, yeah i'm geared i'm geared about the same as you just i have all the shards i'm just gonna have to spend some credits to actually get them all to six and seven stars which mm-hmm. i'm kind of dreading have you you but you finished the challenge right yes i did I've completed all okay. of the challenges besides the offense one. Nice. I have the tier three of speed still left to do. That's why I'm farming Finn. Oh, uh, yeah. You know, funny, one funny thing that I think some of our listeners will probably feel as well is there are tunes now that if you had asked me three months ago, six months ago, if I would ever farm them, I would have said not on your life. And now like <laughs> they're like seven star you know, gear 10 or 11, like bigs. I was like, I will never farm this yeah, guy. Yeah, exactly. And now he's like on my arena team. Well, and Boba Fett's probably one of those too. Uh, I think a lot of people from the beginning probably farmed him, but then people came in later, like heard that he's terrible. But now yep. they're talking about how he's going to be the next rework. So he'll be one <laughs> that's probably worth farming at some point. If you haven't already. Uh, yeah. I, you and I were talking about this. I, I got enough, uh, shards to seven star him he was just gear level or uh six star um but you know the the guys there that are working on the all the game right they did say like kind of don't hold your breath on boba he's high on the list but yeah we don't know when they're going to get to that list right so yeah because they're working on a lot of stuff until they get to that point so eventually um i'm actually when after you're done talking about phase four i'm going to put you on the spot for a second uh about the new raid so why don't you want to keep going and perfect get there all right um and phase four the aat tank is back uh the main target again is the tank hole the secondary targets it's got the main turret a left gun a right gun and this time there are two b2 super battle droids with it so the uh, the last phase of this thing, like the Rancor, should be a lot of fun. You got that, you got a big tank and those stupid B two battle droids to deal with. So in the animation they sent us, that droid climbing out that's driving the tank. I know he was in the Clone Wars. I can't remember him. Um, do you remember what his name is? I have no idea. But do you watch the Clone Wars, right? The TV show? No. Yeah. Okay. Anyways, he he was in the show. He's He's not quite bumbling, but he's, I mean, he, he would have been one of those toys that you wouldn't have wanted that your parents would have got <laughs> you for Christmas. You know what I mean? Nice. You wanted, you know, Obi-Wan or somebody like that, and you ended up getting him because he was on sale at Walmart in the bargain <laughs> bin. Yeah, well, that happens. 
All right, so I didn't so, want to interrupt you, but now I'm going to put you on the spot just for one second. Perfect. Um, new raid. Um, I know there's been a lot of speculation. You, do you want to go on record and say who you think the new tune uh, that we're going to be getting shards for? Okay. So I, ever since I heard that they were doing a tank droid type thing, mm-hmm. we've seen videos of this guy. I think it's going to be R2. Uh, I, do I do too. That's kind of my bet. And I, a lot of people are also hoping that it's General Kenobi. If it's either one of those, I'm going to be super happy. But I think I would be more excited about R2. Um, it'd really? be nice to have another droid. And wow, yeah, I'm. I like the Jedi's, but I don't know. Uh, I hear. I just have such high expectations for R2. And uh, well, I'll tell you what. Um, before the game, uh, obviously, I mean, I'm more of a bad guy. I always like the bad guys best. Boba Fett was my favorite one as a kid. I really liked Darth Maul. Um, but now that I've been playing the game for a significant amount of time, the Jedi, I'm not saying they're not viable, but they're not really meta. Now, maybe with this new yeah. raid, they will be. And I use Qui-Gon. I mean, I use Anakin. So there are a couple that I think are strong tunes, but overall, they're not like a force to be reckoned with. But I would be excited about General Kenobi more than R2. And don't get me wrong, I like R2. I just, you know, there there are some discrepancies, and maybe I'm going to sound nerdy here when it comes to some of the tunes, but, you know, sometimes when it's like one-on-one at the end of an arena battle and, and you have, like, somebody who, at least in the lore, is, like, really powerful, is fighting somebody who is kind of throwaway, um, that kind of irks me a little bit. Um, but... Um, I, I would be more excited about uh, Kenobi, um, but I, I agree with you. I think that R2 is li- is probably going to be the, the tune. And actually, one other thing, one other change, uh, I don't know if you were going to mention this, that I was really excited about. Outside of the top three, it sounded like they were going to normalize the shard drops uh, for this new tune, whatever the mystery tune is for yes. the new raid. I thought that was really cool because... I mean, I love our guild. Uh, I'm sure a lot of people listening uh, really like their their guilds, and I think it's a great way to make. I've made a lot of friends all over the world, right? We got people all over the world. Yep. Um, but like now, we kind of work as a team to like put certain people in uh, in like the top ten uh, for various raids to make sure that they get enough shards for Han because some of our high level guys like you. Um, you know, might already have Han at seven stars. And so like that, that adds another level of coordination that our officers always have to deal with, um, on a, you know, a couple times a week when we, when we run our raids. So normalizing out the shards that everybody gets, I think was such a smart idea. And I didn't even think about it, but when that, when I read it, I was like, damn, that, that was awesome. It makes complete sense. And if y'all don't know exactly what he's talking about, uh, they announced also that, so, if you finish one, two, or three, you're going to receive the highest amount of character shards in the heroic raid for whatever the new character is. Now, if you finish between fourth and fiftieth, all those people are going to receive the same number of shards. So you're not going to have this huge discrepancy, you know, with people that get tenth getting seven shards and people get last getting only one shard. They'll all get the same. So I agree. That's completely awesome because I've already got like seven star Han Solo. So 
I've gone to where I don't even do the raids anymore. I go in, register, and then just collect my rewards. Because um, I don't want to take away from the other people, you know, getting, uh, you know, their Han Solo shards and everything. So I think this and, is awesome for that reason. And Michael, on behalf of those of us in the guild that do not have a seven-star Han yet, I want to say thank you for that. That's very <laughs> cool of you. Um, the only thing that I will say, and I don't want to be negative about this, is hopefully it's not like the top three get 20 shards and and spot four through 50 get one. Um, yeah, I don't think they will. I think they'll keep it a lot I closer. I think, I, it'll be, I think it'll be five. Uh, yeah, I could see it being like maybe uh, 10, 8, 7, 5 or something like that. I think they'll kind of keep maybe the same average number of shards going out, just level it out. Right. But we'll see. Either way, I I think it's a good way to go. I think it'll keep guilds from kind of getting irritated and fighting over those sorts of things. Um, Let's see. Uh, Something else. uh, I think we discussed it last week. But just so everybody knows that there will be two types of raid currencies. So you'll be able to do yeah. both the uh, tank takedown raid and the Rancor raid, you know, at the same time. So you don't have to give up, you know, farming for the older gear to sacrifice for the new gear. So that's awesome. I think that was a great move by them that they saw that that would kind of tear guilds apart. And I think that's also probably what led them to do the shard thing. So kudos to EA for notice, noticing that in advance and making that change. Yeah, no, I thought it was great, too. I, I feel sorry for our officers in our guild for having to coordinate two raids at the same time now. But I think from at a high-level perspective, I think it was super smart on their part. Because yeah. I think a lot of us in the guild were worried, too, right? Because people are like, I'm so close to unlocking Han. I'm so close to seving starring Han. You know what I mean? No. Now we're going to go on this new raid. And I think couple we talked about different things like all right we're gonna do we'll go we'll alternate back and forth and then we'll you know take yeah. a vote and so i, I think it's great yep. and actually it gets us more gear faster yes it if does you think about it that way yeah. it's i mean more gear more currency credits like i yeah it that definitely helps us out a lot so well done yeah um and that pretty much covers all of the stuff from the update this week uh I mean, there will be more coming out as we go along. We'll kind of cover our journey up through level 85 over the next few weeks, of course. And um, are you, and and so just to cap this little section, do you are you want to you want to guess when the next raid is going to drop? Do you think it's next week or the week after? I do. I think it's next week. I think it'll be next. Um, I think it'll be Wednesday or Thursday. Okay, I'm going to go on record saying I think it's going to be Tuesday. Uh, just because historically that's when they tend to do releases, just like the next level cap increase. Yeah, I'm actually going to change my answer. I think it's going to be Tuesday or Wednesday. It, if they do it, it will be before Thursday if it comes out this next week. Okay, great. Um, all right, so we're going to do something a little bit new this week. Uh, I know I've been reading on Reddit and stuff. Like, you know, there's some people that are still new to the game that are kind of just getting into it or that haven't been playing a long time. So we're going to start throwing out kind of a tip for newer players each week. Um, and that's the section we're going to do next. Uh, 
So mods can be a little bit confusing. Um, yes. There is a lot to it. This was actually kind of got brought up by a question you had earlier this week, didn't it? Yep, yep. This is great. I, I love the answer, and I'm so excited you guys are doing this segment. This is great. So uh, if you didn't know, when you change your mods on your characters, it's not like, you know, changing your arena team or whatever. So if you want to change your arena team, you have to actually go in, do a battle, and then after you do a battle, it'll be registered. When you do mod changes, it takes effect immediately. Now, how immediately? Like, if somebody's in the middle of a battle with you, I'm assuming not, but if you change your mods, it changes your arena team then. You don't have to necessarily go back in, attack, and register that. So, And, that, Michael, Michael, I was one of the people that thought that. So, like, I would, you know, like, I would go through the whole day, um deliberating whether I wanted to change this mod on this tune or, or gear up this tune that cause I use them in arena thinking that I might as well just think about it all day. And then when I get to my arena time an hour before payout and I start to fight, then I had to make those changes. Yeah. So like I never knew this and, and this, this was a game changer for me because I could make changes without having to actually do battles. Yep. Um, as, as my team. And I think what it is is when the server calls, all right, Wink's team to do battle because somebody is fighting them in arena. It just pulls whatever the current stats are. Yes. Yep. Exactly. So, uh, so that's a good thing to know for everybody. And so we're also going to dig a little bit deeper into mods because sometimes it'd be can be a little bit confusing on knowing exactly which ones are good, which ones are bad, which ones you should sell, what you should do with them. So I'm going to kind of go through, give you my general strategy and just kind of let you know what we think kind of works best for mods. Um, for the most part, if they're gray, I get rid of them unless it's a potency plus sign or a speed arrow. Anything else for the most part, I just, I get rid of. Now, if you don't have a ton of mods, up until you get a few hundred of them, I would probably keep everything just so you have a little bit of variety. If you need something specific, you can go track it down, see if you've got it. Um, something. Uh, another shout out to swgoh.gg. If you have your account link there, any mod that you've put on a character before, you can go and sort through those mods and search them. It is a fantastic resource for if you, you know, if you need a mod that say has three speed as secondary, or if you need a lot of critical chance or whatever, you can go through and you can search and filter them out however you want. And it'll tell you what you've got and it'll tell you what character on. It's amazing. It's great. Yeah. And so if the mods are green, what I generally look at, is if it has speed as a secondary, if it has, well, if it has speed as a secondary, I definitely keep it, no question. If it has a decent amount of potency or critical chance, I'll keep it. Um, if it doesn't have a whole lot of potency or crit chance, it kind of varies on what I need. Um, and so, I mean, it's one of those things you can kind of look at for yourself. If you think you need crit chance and you don't have it, then you can level it up, get a little bit extra or whatever. 
the blue ones, which are the ones that have two secondary mods on the on them from the beginning, uh, I kind of go with the same strategy: speed, potency, crit chance. Um, those are, to me, those are probably the three most important uh, secondary stats. And with the current meta, right? <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, especially with the current meta. That yeah, that speeds just it's crucial. Yeah. Um, and so you want purple or go- gold, preferably. The purple ones are the ones that have the three secondary mods from the beginning, and the gold have all four secondary uh, stats listed out. So if you have a gold that has speed already on it there's a good chance that you're going to gain more speed from that because when you level it up, it has four chances to go up. And on those mods, it doesn't necessarily just do one stat each time it levels up. It can do, you know, two or three of them or all of them or whatever. So you can get, you get the biggest jump in stats from the purple and gold mods. So those are definitely the best ones to get. And, if you're really looking for something with high secondary stats, like especially speed, start looking in the shipment store. Uh, that's kind of what I've been doing lately. I quit farming mods for a long time. I wanted something with more secondary speed, and I I quit farming because I wasn't getting it, and I started looking in the shipments, and just yesterday I found a plus sign mod that was gold, and it had four speed on it as the last secondary stat. It was like four million credits. So I bought it, leveled it up, ended up going to 18 secondary speed, put it on Stormtrooper wow. Han, and life's good. So that's a that's probably the best way to go if you want something super specific like a speed secondary. This and and Wink, if I can just stop you for a second, this helped me a lot um, because I always thought at first I thought that the gray mods I thought it would. I didn't know that the difference between gray, green, blue, and gold, uh, purple and gold, um, had to do with how viable and maybe how much the secondary attributes would increase. I thought it was just kind of like more gambling. So you saw gray, uh, there may be some good secondary stats. They may increase, they may not increase. And so like, I was really bad. I wasted... I wasted more credits than I probably should have kind of like searching through the five tier gray mods than, than I probably didn't need to short yep. of something like, let's say a speed primary, which is going to be, is going to be good regardless of the color. Yep. And I, I, I want to specify primary, not secondary. Um, and this, you know, what you just said, uh, talking about like, focusing on speed, potency, or chance. Um, and obviously the, the important primaries, um, speed right now for the current meta being, I would say the MVP, but some people yes. may disagree with that unless it's a potency cross. Um, it helped, it helped big time because I, I was one of those people, I, I haven't got the 750 mods yet. I, I think I'm at six, six something. Um, but I haven't sold a single one because I'm always worried that somewhere in my huge hodgepodge of mods, there's a diamond in the rough. Yep. Because again, I'm now at the point with my arena team where I have, I have as many of the speed um, primary arrows that I can get. And then it's now what's the game changer for me is having the secondary speed that will help my stormtrooper Han or help my, 
bakes uh, be that much faster. And, and so that's, and of course, now as it being a secondary, I feel like, you know, I need to uncover it. I need to find it. And so you and I were talking about this, like I was not a, I was a shard guy. I was farming some mods. I had bought a couple, but I felt like I had gotten a pretty good repository in the beginning at, at launch. Um, and I was, you know, then I went to farming exclusive mods because I, I was, now starting to fall behind in arena and I was getting really frustrated because I was drop rates on mods. We could, we could have a whole podcast just to talk about that. But regardless of that, um, I just felt like I was getting a bad drop rate and then I was wasting a lot of credits trying to find that gem of a secondary mod. Because of course, after you get your, but handed to you in arena by a team that's like marginally faster than you or totally lays waste to you. And then you look at the mods that the guy has on his tunes and he has like a secondary speed, uh, like a secondary speed on one of his mods. It's like whatever, plus 18 plus 20, you know what I mean? You're like, that's better than some of my speed primary mods. Right. So it's tough to keep up with. And, uh, like as far as the, uh, the bonus that you get for me, crit damage, potency, and health. I think those are the three best ones to shoot for. Yep. Um, everything else is okay. Speed, I think, is way overrated. It can be useful on some characters, but for the most part, it's not that great due to the amount of speed you can get from secondaries. Um, yeah. Your crit chance is okay in some situations. I've got a few that I use on a few characters, but I don't have very much of it and then defense can be useful also kind of depending on the character um but like i said if you want better secondary speed mods save the resources and just buy them from the shipment store you'll have you know what you're getting pretty much you're not wasting the energy you know you're just buying it straight up so i think but when you say buying i think buying uh michael what you mean specifically is with credits not crystals right I go, unless, toward, unless I go like, towards credits, uh, uh, but if you yeah. if you have the extra crystals and there's something really good that you want in there, I wouldn't object to spending the crystals, but I would only do it if I saved up for them. I wouldn't, you know, just buy the crystals to get a mod. That's yeah, just agree. me, though. I'm mostly nope, I'm, free I'm the to same play way. I just now, wanted so. to clarify. Yeah. I just wanted to clarify for our listeners. Yeah. That's all. Good thing to clarify. Um, so... Now, what do you do once you get all those mods? Well, I'm going to tell you what I did. Uh, we're going to talk about our arena teams. So, once again, been changing my arena team up. Um, I did a little bit of an experiment here recently. I've been farming Jedi Knight Anakin, but he's not all the way there yet. Um, Where is he, Michael? Well, he's, uh, he's coming along. He's currently 4-star and gear level 9. So, my main team has been Lando Lead. I've been using the four-star Old Ben with my fast Stormtrooper Han. That's kind of been the cornerstone of my arena team. And I was kind of experimenting around and playing with, you know, Akbar in there going before Lando. Um, I threw in Poggle, see what it'd do with offense up. And then I got a great yeah. idea to use IG-88. And Jedi Knight Anakin, even though he's four-star and 
you know, not leveled up yet because I could set him up to go ahead and give offense up and he's still putting down damage, which Poggle wasn't doing. So I'm still getting even more damage. Plus basically any AOE that knocks old Ben down below half health, Jedi Knight Anakin gets turn meter. So he gets to go even more. Um, but basically I have my team set up. My Stormtrooper Han is 230 base speed. He's at 245 with the Lando lead. So that's unreal. That's I know unreal. Uh, that mod I got the other day helped a lot. It took me, well, in the past two days, I've gone from 224 to 230. And, that's crazy. Uh, so he goes at 245, and then old Ben goes immediately after him. He does his AOE and puts ability block and offense down on most everybody. Uh, I would say it's about 90, 95% of the time that lands on everyone occasionally you know be evaded or whatever and then i have jedi knight anakin go so he does his aoe gives offense up and then ig88 goes and because of all those debuffs he's getting you know 80 to 100 percent extra damage because of his unique so Mm -hmm. it's basically the same idea that droid teams do with the hk lead except I'm actually getting more debuffs down than the HK will do. So I'm getting even more of a bonus. Um, a lot of times he will crit for 16 to 17,000 on his AOE because of the offense up and all the debuffs. And then I have Lando go. So at that point, the other team will start going and they're ability blocked. So they're just attacking Stormtrooper Han, feed and turn meter. So after two or three of their tunes go, I've got IG-88, Lando, Jedi Knight, Anakin. They're all going again. And it's been super effective. Uh, I really thought that I would drop like crazy having two four-star tunes in my arena yeah, team. Right. But you might be the only level 80 guy running two probably. four-star tunes. My uh, arena power is 34,000. And <laughs> today I went up to second in my arena whenever I put this team in. And by the time payout came around, I had dropped to third. So wow. I was super happy with the way it worked out. Um, I'll be curious to see exactly how it does this weekend. Uh, but it's, it's a you, lot of fun. You know, uh, one thing that may be something for you to contemplate, although I don't know if it'll be as good on defense, it probably wouldn't be. But if you had uh, uh, Vader in, instead of old Ben using his AOE, if you could get that to go off before the other team and then have IG-88 do his AOE, um, well, that might not be too bad. That wouldn't be too bad, and I was kind of doing that when I was running an Emperor lead, but the only problem okay. that I had with that was the lack of ability block. I yeah. love the ability block from Old Ben because they literally have nothing to do besides just use their basic, basic on Stormtrooper yeah. Han and feed turn meter. It's... That's pretty effective. Uh, it makes me sad that I haven't farmed old Ben in my main account. Well, that's that's what's great. You only have to get 80 shards for this strategy to work. But are you not going to farm him up then for the new raid? Nope. He's <laughs> okay. he's too good on my arena team the way he is. I'm I'm not touching him. There's <laughs> you don't want, you're, yeah. you're purposely going to hold him back. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And as everyone gets stronger, like the AOE's got a better chance at taking him out. My my four-star Jedi Knight Anakin, 
He uh, his basic was doing ten thousand damage after Old Ben got wiped out. You know, he gets all the it's buffs. Amazing. Yeah, and yep. good. So I can't wait to see what he can do once he's leveled up. Um, yeah. Why don't you go ahead and tell us what you're doing with your arena team? Yeah, so I I, I changed up a couple weeks ago. I'm running um, very close to one of the most popular metas right now, uh, Lando Lead uh, Wigs, which is uh, Biggs and Wedge, Stormtrooper Han, and Anakin. Uh, the only change that I made recently is I had Emperor in um, for Anakin because I really liked his stun AOE. Uh, mm-hmm. Mine was six star. Um, I have, His potency was, my potency on my Emperor is, is over 100%. Uh, his speed is in the 180s. Um, so he wasn't too bad. Um, again, all of this is really dependent on the speed of Stormtrooper Han. I get the benefit from uh, Lando, and then I get the benefit from Wedge for Wedge and Biggs. Um, but still, again, uh, a very interesting thing about my arena team is if I have the if the speed meta, the speed variables are favorable for me, then I have a really easy time with almost any team, including Rex teams. But if they have a faster Stormtrooper Han or sometimes even a faster Emperor, um, then it, 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 the funny thing is whether I win or lose, either way, it, it come, it, the match is done within a minute. And yeah. that's a really interesting thing for me. And so like right now, like I, you and I talk about this all the time, um, you have an amazing spreadsheet, um, your speed spreadsheet, which helped me. It actually, I use it all the time before I make a mod change on one of my arena team tunes. I plug it into your spreadsheet to make sure that it doesn't mess up the order. Because funny enough, I'm traveling right now. I was all excited. I got Lando a little faster, just thinking it will help me in some minor way. Well, he ended up, he was going before Anakin. So I wasn't getting the sometimes offensive up. Um, So that helped, that helped out a lot. But again, what it really comes down to now, like you were talking about in the segment before about mods is speed. So now it's like all that matters is I need to get my Stormtrooper Han faster. That's why when you were saying how fast your Stormtrooper Han is right now, I was drooling on my MacBook, which I probably shouldn't <laughs> be doing. Um, but anyway, so, you know, it's, it's really interesting. And, and you, we've talked about this. There's different shards, whether it's a PvP tournament or our current arena shards. Um, there's two droid teams uh, on my, in my top 20 um, one, I, I have not been able to beat the other one. I beat most of the time, not all the time. RNG still plays a factor in there. Um, but for the most part, like I now know, I just look at the other person's stormtrooper on, and I know whether or not I can beat that team. Now there are some times where I'll just go for it. And, and once in a while I'll get a fluke and I'll win. Uh, but for the most part, um, it really comes down to speed. Now, the last thing that I'll say that, that I've been trying to, um, think about a little more lately is if I'm fighting somebody who has a similar team as, as I have, or, or some variation of it, what tune to take out first. Uh, and we've been talking about this in our guild, whether it be wedge, um, or Anakin or emperor. Um, and if, if I, if I, I think conclusively knew who the best, absolute best tune to take out would be, then maybe my kind of win-lose percentage would be better and I could give you a better answer. But 
right now um, with the RNG and then me kind of being eclectic <laughs> with who I try and kill. Um, uh, you know, I don't know uh, if part of it's just speed and that that's the only answer or part of it's kind of who I'm trying to take out. But um, and like I said, I'm running a, a meta team right now um, with, with some of the new changes that we were talking about earlier in the podcast with the new level cap increase. Mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't be shocked if maybe Qui-Gon or Ray or one of my old MVPs maybe sneaks back in there uh, in some capacity. Especially if some of the tunes like IG-88 ends up getting you know more robust and more health, then I'm going to need somebody who can deal maybe a little more damage, right? If I can't yep. kill them on that triple tap in the beginning, then I'm going to need somebody that can lay down even more offense um, if speed is still that deciding factor. Yep. Uh, yeah, and uh, I was using Rafe there for a little bit, having her go perform my Stormtrooper on just for that increased damage, but um, I kind of like going with the AOEs because it's, it's predictable on defense, mm-hmm. and I like to stay as predictable on defense as possible. But, yep, I never thought about it until you told me about it, so yep. kudos to you for thinking about that because I was always like, well, I have no control over that, so I hope I don't fall too much overnight. Yeah, never thought about like actually influencing the turns that my tunes go in when fighting as the artificial intelligence, right? So makes a good. world of difference. Yeah. Well, um, we are running a little bit long, but we're still going to run through yep. our next segment. Uh, yep. This has kind of been requested that we start doing this again, so we're going to try to get back into doing it every week. Um, but modding specific tunes. Um, since he's kind of my new character for the week that I've been working on, I'm going to go through and do Jedi Knight Anakin. I know he's a little old. Everybody's probably, a lot of people are already using him probably because of the buff. The but, rework. Uh, yep. Yeah, because he's been really popular since then. But you still want to make sure and just be sure that you are using him as effectively as possible. Obviously, crit chance is insanely important for him if you're using him for offense up. Um, if you're not necessarily using him for offense up, then I would probably go with the crit damage triangle with him. But I am using him. I have a crit damage set bonus with crit chance set bonus also. And my triangle is, I believe, a 10.5% crit chance because I want to make damn sure that he gets the offense up for everybody. He's 53% crit chance, so that's I haven't had an issue with it not landing yet. Um, so if you're using him on offense up and running him before, you know, like a Lando or something along those lines, that's something that's really important. I've seen some other teams that make him a little bit tankier. Uh, a lot of health mods and... He would be really good on a team, you know, like an Anakin lead with fives or some clones because, you know, his leader ability gives that offense up. And if you make him super tanky, you know, he's going to give offense up to everybody on top of, you know, his leader ability. And that would be really frustrating to deal with, especially, you know, when Anakin has a ton of health because he, for as much damage as he does, he's insanely tanky anyway. Um I mean, I told you, you know, how mine's geared up and everything, and mine still has 30,000 
health and protection combined, which is which is pretty good for um, as low level as he is and an attacker. So he's uh, wait, he's my highest. He's my most powerful tune. Oh, really? Yep. Interesting. And I have a 21k health, uh, 28k protection. Oh wow! Um, and I I'm I run uh, two crit chance and four crit damage on him. So you so. basically run the same thing I do. It, yep. it works really well. What triangle do you have on him? Um, right now I have a three star crit damage with 26 and a quarter percent crit damage on it. Okay, cool. And that's only because that's the best crit damage triangle that I had yeah. available to put on him. So, uh, do do you know what uh, his crit chance is off the top of your head? Yep, um, his uh, crit chance is forty seven point five three percent. And I do I will say because I've been running a lot of uh, the levels manually lately to save some sim tickets. I will say that and it, and in Galaxy War as well. He gets offensive up, but it doesn't feel. I he exposes himself probably a little more than I would like. So, if I could get that a little higher, I'd be happy. But I have him at one eighty three speed, and so I had to give some stuff up um, in yeah. order to get a little more speed. So, okay, cool. Well, uh, that's basically probably the best way to go with Jedi and I, Anakin. Um, you know, a little bit, you know, two different ways to go, you know, a uh, little bit more offensively based versus a little bit more defensively based with the tankier team and, you know, pairing them with fives or something along those lines. Uh, what character are you going to talk about? Yeah, I wanted to talk about uh, Dengar. Um, I, you know, obviously I use him as a scoundrel. He's on my scoundrel team, but he's not a heavy lifter. Stormtrooper Han and Lando are my MVPs for the credit heist and the, the droid smuggling challenge. Um, but I do use him in raids. Um, I don't use him in P1. Um, I'm not saying he's not viable in P1. I think that if you can make it through P1 and into P2, um, he shines in P2. So I wanted to talk about his mods really quickly. Um, you know, a lot of, a lot at first, I think a lot of focus was on putting crit chance on Dengar, um, so he can land his tenacity down. Um, and obviously that's, that's the most important function. I think he serves in P2, 3, or 4. Uh, but the only other thing that I wanted to talk about in terms of mods uh, for Dengar, and this came up last week when we were doing a little theory crafting in the guild uh, when people are talking about their arena teams, it, I don't have fives. Um, I use uh, Phasma generally um, to land her AoE and to slow the Rancor. Um, but one of the things is if you didn't want to you run Phasma, let's say you had some other tunes in there, like I generally run Tebow Lead, um, Dengar, and then you could run Wigs and GS um, or Wigs and Ray. It really depends on the team comp that you're going for, but you don't need Phasma in there. Um, and so one of the things I just wanted to talk about uh, that came up that I didn't even, I can't even take credit for it. Um, there's a lot of guys in our guild, uh, you being one of them, Michael, that, um, you know, really help out when it comes to like thinking through mods and how it pertains to different attributes that the tunes have, but it was adding a little more potency to Dengar. And at first that seemed really silly. Um, but one of the things for Dengar's, um, blast and smash, um, it, if you read the, 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 
the synopsis for that particular attribute, it says, um, you know, you, you can inflict speed down. There's a 50 cent, 50% chance to inflict speed down. Um, and so obviously having a little more potency. And so I actually find now that I've increased the potency on my Dengar, um, I can actually use that to land speed down on the Rancor, which means that I don't need Phasma and I can put in another damage dealer, whether it be Genosian Soldier, Ray. Um, I just started running wigs uh, in the raids. But so my my little tip this week for anybody who's interested with Dengar is don't totally give up on potency because I've now been able to successfully land uh, that speed down with Dengar. And he's running right now. I have him at 49 um, and three quarters percent potency. And at least in the last two or three raids, I haven't not been able to get it to stick. So that's pretty um, good. It's helped a lot. That's awesome. Makes me want to start farming Dangar. I haven't done that yet, so I may have to uh, put him on the list. Yeah, and you know, one interesting thing is, uh, I'll leave you this thought. I, I try. I have a, a, an alt account, and I'm sure a lot of our listeners do. Maybe not everybody. It's really time-consuming, especially with the new leveling tap, and um, I don't know how long I'll continue to do it, but I tried to farm different tunes in that, that B account and then, and then focus on my primary tunes in my A account just so I could try out different things. Uh, so I have like I don't farm specific tunes in my B account, and now that I'm running or doing heroic raids uh, in the B account, I now wish that I had Dengar in that account because he he fills a spot for a couple other tunes that I don't have like Fives and Phasma. You know what I mean? Like yeah. just he he's he can have he's not a single purpose tune. At, yep. The only other thing that I would say I would throw a little caution out there is, you know, since I only use him in the scoundrel events and raid, if the big focus now is this new raid, I, I don't know how viable he'll be for that. And there may be another tune in uh, guild shipments or just in the regular nodes that you're farming that may be more of an MVP. Yeah. But since you can run uh, both raids together, you can still yep. use them anyway. Yep. Uh, well, one last thing I wanted to get to this evening. Um, I don't know if you noticed. Did you watch the presidential debate? Actually, um, historically, I normally don't wink, but um, in at least in our household here, it's been a topic of conversation. So we have had it on uh, the past two debates. Okay. Um, did you notice who was like in the background? With his relative at the last presidential debate, I saw the helmet. I freaked out. It I grabbed my crazy, wife. I'm like, right? I'm like, you, yeah, I couldn't believe it. I'm like, do, do you see who that is? You know, I wish we had like TiVo because I would have rewound it. I, I know that would have been great. I I wish I wish I had footage that we could put up of it. But so Jerry was in attendance at the presidential debate. Apparently, Jerry's yep. cousin is Ken Bone. Can you believe I it? Believe it. No, I freaked out. That was, I mean, it. unbelievable. And as you probably know, Jerry's favorite color is red. And he yep. was the one that suggested that Ken wear the most famous sweater on the planet. Which is now sold out online, right? You yeah. heard that? Yeah, it is. So, I mean, I, I, look at that. Jerry that. actually doing good. I mean, he's selling out sweaters like crazy. Well done, Jerry. Yep. 
and and Ken plays Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes that came out. That was he does pretty impressive. Hey, do you think he plays his cousin? Do you think he has Jerry <laughs> like totally geared up in level eighty? And he's got to right. It's like being the I cousin so. of you know. Andy Dalton, you would have to draft the guy <laughs> on your fantasy football team. Like, you'd have no choice. So, yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> There'd be a little more pressure. He's like, hey, you know, I need you to throw a touchdown. I need you to, you know, you to rush some yards for me. Exactly. Yeah. Awesome. I was, I was excited. I, that's 15 minutes of fame right there, right? I know. He'll, he'll have that the rest of his life. Yeah. Well, we'll have to uh, get Dan a T-shirt. We'll get Dan a T-shirt of that. Oh, that's a good idea. No, we'll get him a sweater. Sweater, a red sweater. <laughs> yes. Uh, All right. Well, that's pretty much it for this podcast. Uh, Dan should be back next week. Um, hopefully, we'll have a big surprise for you guys next week on the podcast. We'll see. Um, I'm excited about that. Yeah, that'll be exciting. Uh, and hopefully, we got a new raid to talk about. So, there could be a lot of stuff to discuss next week, but we will see. And until then... We'll catch you guys next week. Yeah. Thanks, Michael. Thanks for having me this week, man. Thank you for joining. Yeah. Anytime. All right. See y'all later. Take care. Thank you for listening to the Shattered Order podcast. Happy gaming and may the force be with you.